Hello and welcome to the first episode of our podcast The Skeptic Life. So today we have an interesting guest with us, Stania Deborah Perez. She is a sports person. She is an athlete, she is a handball player, she is a throwball player, she is an ultimate frisbee champion, she is a trained Bharatanatyam dancer, she is a trained contemporary dancer, she is also a teacher. and her long list of achievements include being a part of the indian team that won bronze at the asia oceanic ultimate beach championships in japan in june 2019 this was the first ever medal that india won in the sports of ultimate frisbee she is selected to represent india at the world ultimate and guts championship which will be happening at netherlands in july 2021 she has received the young achiever award in the field of sports at the Karnataka Women Achievers Award 2018 she has been a part of India Ultimate Frisbee under 24 team that participated in the World Ultimate Championships held in Australia in 2018 she's a part of one of the top ultimate frisbee clubs in India called the Nash and the list is so long i can go on and on but i don't think we will have enough time to do the rest of the podcast aside from this something interesting is that she is also a silver medalist in mtech chemical engineering researching about you and we came i came across a youtube video called stania devora paris che department and i thought the che was a part of your name and and then that led me to uh, think that your parents were communists <laughs> because they named you after che guevara the big communist uh, <laughs> but uh, then i realized it was just for chemistry chemistry department chemical yeah it, it was <laughs> Yeah, that's the first video that pops up if you, you know, Google my name. Do I have I've heard that before? They're like, why, why do you have Che in your name? I'm like, uh, no, that's not my name. Okay, I think we should start with that. Why chemistry? You're a sports person, so apart from that, why chemistry? So it was basically because I wanted to do something really different. Uh, I wanted to be a doctor at first. Um, so you know, when we were little kids, that was something I really wanted to be. And every time people ask me what I what I wanted to be as a grown up, I was like, uh, Yeah, I want to be a doctor. But uh, later on, I was like, Yeah, everybody's going to be a doctor. I don't want to be that. So uh, it was just just like uh, you know, tr- um, elimination method. So I didn't want to do anything related to hardcore computers. or circuits so all the electrical electronics computer science branches were ruled out for me i i wanted and i thought of architecture mechanical engineering a lot of other things so i just kept reading a lot about everything and uh, one day i was just um, browsing and then i just found um, an article that read chemical engineering is one of the most difficult engineering branches So I was like okay I I want to do this. I mean both of us are people who dread chemistry. Yeah. So we desperately wanted to know why you chose chemistry. Actually it's not a lot of chemistry even I thought it would be but it's like you are implementing chemistry uh, and building processes so there's a lot of math and physics in it as well. Okay so 
can you tell us something about ultimate frisbee actually when i mentioned this to someone i know that we'll be having stanya paris on our podcast and she's a frisbee player and then the reaction i got was oh even i play frisbee on beach so what is so special about it so i think there's a lack of awareness about that sport yeah so what exactly is the sport and how did you get into frisbee uh so even when i started um i didn't know what ultimate frisbee was um so that was my first reaction as well so when a senior of mine uh, mentioned it to me i was like don't they play that on the beach like don't they <laughs> throw it around on the beach and he was like no it's not and then he sent me a video yeah it's a uh, self referred sport it's um it's played both on grass and on beach so on grass it's 7 on 7 uh and on beach it's 5 on 5 uh so it can be played in three different divisions that is women's men and uh, mixed as well so india uh, is promoting uh, the mixed uh, division mostly and even uh, most of our international campaigns have been uh, mixed uh it's actually a self referred sport like mostly you know what happens uh if there is a referee uh it's kind of you know it can be uh partial sometimes so uh ultimate frisbee is quite different uh so there's no referee at all we have game advisors and game observers even on the international level um so it is you who makes the call Vaishnavi told me that you're a tuition teacher. So how do you balance that in your life with all sports and your job? Yeah, I actually like keeping myself uh, really busy. I hate it when, you know, I I have nothing to do. Um so I started uh, teaching uh, my coach's kids um before I actually found uh, uh the chemical engineering job, my core job that I'm doing right now. it actually started off as okay uh, let me help you and it was just right before her exams and later i just found out that i really like uh, teaching uh, so i just continued after um yeah i uh, i used to uh, coach a school team uh, here in goa uh, that was way before all this lockdown and Uh, all of that happened so they had a tournament coming up and i was coaching a team for a few months then yeah but uh, right now i'm not doing any sports coaching it uh, actually this teaching my core job and my practices take away a lot of my time and also i'm preparing for um, the world championships um, that's coming up in july so i'm mostly concentrating on that Okay so we were both in the same school until 10th grade and then she was the sports captain of our school back in India when she was in India but then she moved yeah and then i used to ask her if she you know what sports she was keeping up with if she was making time for sports and then she always said she wasn't good enough for sports yeah like uh, i was very active in sports here in india um even in school i uh, tried to be very active and li- like she said i was i um I uh, stood for uh, sports captain and I won it. 
बट एज एज आई मूव एज आई मूव हियर इन नॉर्वे द स्पोर्ट्स स्टैंडर्ड इज वे हायर लाइक इट्स अनइमेजिनेबली हायर people run 3000 meters like it's no big deal there's a big difference so what exactly do you think is the problem here is it the fitness or is it training like why are indians not performing as good as people in the other country so yeah i i have a lot of friends uh, from other countries who are athletes and um, you know when i was talking to them i found out that they start super young and um, personally when i uh, you know uh talk to them i i i found out that it's the attitude that indians uh, or indian parents have towards sports even if you're really good at it there's no support that the child gets and yeah later on like there are very few people who just continue to like push through and push through sometimes you know you don't make it to the uh, state teams or even the national teams when you're like really good at it and that just discourages a lot yeah but uh, these days i i do think you know the sports scene in india is improving as compared to what it was previously like when i was a kid i didn't really get a lot of facilities or nothing i i come from a rural uh, area like it was just my parents pushing through and you know forcing me to participate and it was mostly them uh, right now there are a lot of um, kids getting into sport the facilities given uh, are improving the media coverage is improving i think it's improving right now but uh, we can we can do a lot better a lot like in other countries they have separate training programs for the kids even like even in regular schools every student has to take part in one one sport and that is how it starts it it starts really young for them it's it's a level of encouragement and support that they get even food wise their diet the kind of nutrition all that plays like a huge role in making of an athlete yeah yeah we should look up to other countries in this matter especially so we hope it gets better in the future days uh, okay so the next thing that we want to ask you about was about your handball experience and we heard that you were the captain of your you know college team so how did you get into handball how was that journey of leadership So when I joined I learned handball here when I was in school in my 10th grade but it was just the basics I I wasn't really you know I wouldn't say I I was really good at it or anything like that so um and I I took a break for 2 years uh from sports yeah obviously because a lot of people asked me to take a break in my 11th and 12th and concentrate on my studies yeah in the scenario like I was talking Yeah. yeah when i joined uh, bms for chemical engineering uh i had this classmate who was also a handball player and uh, while i was talking to her i just found out that we had again uh, we had played against each other back in our uh, school days and uh, we were like oh yeah now that you know it's the two of us maybe we should continue playing handball and then we went and spoke to our physical education director and he was like we don't have a girls handball team even uh, guys for that matter so they didn't have handball teams in college when i joined and that is when you know the journey started and it was pretty difficult to build a team because of the physicality of the game 
it's pretty physical you get hit and it, it's kind of difficult so we would get new players uh, who wanted to learn the game every single day and you know then they would just not come back again it was very difficult to form a team so in my first year just cuz sir forced a lot of players they uh, they came to the field we showed up at the tournament and uh, the tournament was in shumoga so it, it was very embarrassing because none of them knew uh, the rules because i mean i don't blame them because they have ne- i mean they had never played handball before so it was me and my classmate so she was a goalkeeper and it was really embarrassing and that is when i decided that we you know we would really improve and come back next year but the next year it didn't happen because we didn't have players at all and in my third year of engineering we had a few new players who had played handball previously for the Karnataka team and that is when the team was formed in college and that is when uh, we won the Bangalore uh, Bangalore Central Zone and we came runners up in um, the interzones and yeah even in even in fourth year uh, we had an amazing coach as well so and yeah we would always practice with the guys team so both uh, even the boys formed a new team in college so it was two teams uh, working together every single day and we won our zones and uh, we came runner up again but uh, the level of performance was way better than what it was previously and i can really say that it was one of the best teams that i have played with you asked me about my captaincy i've had a lot of terrible or bad captain moments but you know i think it is a learning curve and yeah it just gets better and better as the journey goes on so like uh, many sports players like watching yeah. the international uh, games so i was we were wondering on uh, what kind of sports you really like to watch on tv or do you watch any sports that you don't play i used to watch uh, cricket and and i i don't really follow it anymore but these uh, these days now that i'm in goa i i watch football but not not regularly i don't really uh, i wouldn't say i know all the rules or anything like that but you know i i I do watch because my friends are watching. Yeah, yeah but I yeah. I don't really follow uh, a sport, but I I love watching handball tournaments if they if there's one happening or even um ultimate frisbee games on YouTube just to you know understand the game better or understand what I can improve on and things like that. Even I was watching the handball championships and uh, Norway just won. Norway is very uh, yeah they play handball quite a lot. They have an amazing team. I keep watching them. So do you think cricket is overrated in India? Like this such huge fandoms for players they worship literally worship the players in fact do you think yeah. the cricket the sport is overrated and do you think the players are overrated in india in india they do give a lot of importance to cricket but for me personally i think cricket is another sport and has to be treated equally true yeah yeah i'm not putting cricket down by saying you know it definitely needs a lot of work like any other sport and even uh, you know funding or anything for that matter or the media coverage that cricket receives is definitely yeah i would definitely say it is overrated 
I, I I don't know if that is like the right word to use, but I, I I personally think in India we have to focus or you know a lot more sports than we are actually doing right now. Yeah, I mean even in cricket, when we look at women's cricket, it's way behind than what is the scenario of men's. Yes. Cricket. Yes. But the outlook of it. it does look like there's a huge bias yeah there is a huge bias bias was the actual word i was looking for yes even uh, funding matters yeah funding matters because the where the advertisement takes you know like the advertisers only you know look at the men's championships at the same time i think it's the people that you know uh, playing a huge uh, role in that because uh, you know when i was talking to people uh, they say that they prefer watching men's sports even football for that matter the number of audience that the men's sport gets and the number of audience that the women's sport gets is there's like a huge difference between the two and obviously money play uh, you know money comes in the scene there and then they're like okay we get more money from the men's sport so let us promote it and then there's this hype around everything that men play over what women plays there's this hype that is created especially for cricket in india i think I, that hype is unnecessary i would say because yes yeah there are a lot of i mean even in a negative way it happens so that if they lose a match their people show so much hate towards these players and they put them down all of that also happens but overall there is a lot of intrusion into their personal lives as well and you know that hype it's toxic in nature yes So thinking about your experiences have you ever gone completely point blank during a match yes <laughs> uh, it actually happened uh, during uh, my first international tournament That's so we scary. were playing against yes <laughs> yeah we were playing uh, against the japanese team uh, and we were playing in the mixed uh, mixed division so uh, one thing about uh, japanese players is that they uh dress exactly like each other meaning their uniform sizes are pretty much the same they wear the same shades same socks same skins shoes caps everything it's like there's a hero or a uh it's exactly like the same player so the coach called in the lineup and he um and the strategy was to play person defense uh so we uh, he just allotted us one person that we are supposed to defend on the opponent's team and we're like okay and the pool goes up um uh, and we all run in and all of a sudden uh, so in ultimate what happens is um when the person that you are defending has the disc you start uh, stall counting so you count up to 10 from 0 so you start off with stalling 1 2 3 and up to 10 so they're supposed to release the disc before you say 10 otherwise it's a turnover so uh, i start stall counting and i i hear another voice beside me and i was like okay what is happening and then i just look around and i find one of my teammates stall counting as well and i just look at him and i was like why are you here and all this is happening in the middle of an international game 
and it was one of the most important games for us. So I was like, why are you here? And he's like, uh, so and you know, India is a country uh, where there are people speaking multiple languages. So on the national team, communicating with each other is like, um, let's just use English. <laughs> because not everybody knows english <laughs> oh my god obviously so you know you try and learn different languages when you're on the national team so uh, uh, so when you're talking to players from the north you try and speak in hindi and then you uh, when you're talking to people from the south there are people from tamil nadu we try and speak tamil it's it's very difficult and i was so blank and i was like why and i i don't know what to say i i had like few words in my head and i was just blurting them out uh, and he's like no ma this is this is a boy i was like what so well uh, i i was given another girl on the opponent's team to defend oh. and i was just standing there i i couldn't differentiate that is how blank i was and i was like uh no and he's like yes and then i just turn and look around and i and i find this girl running i was like <laughs> sure that is when i realized i'd messed up it was super scary like at that point of time it was like super scary but now that i think about it it's you know it's really funny yeah i mean like in addition to being a sports player let's just you know be a linguist and <laughs> learn all languages to just to communicate it's quite yeah. funny actually thinking about it and let's figure out what language to talk on the field while playing <laughs> the first international match <laughs> a story from my international experience yeah yeah and before that uh, when i was learning and like when i was just getting back into handball uh so i was playing uh with this club team and i was really nervous because i was just getting back and uh my coach and we were not playing um, you know we were playing one of these easier teams so my coach is like sanya go and stand uh in front so you can receive the ball and then shoot i was like okay <laughs> so and i was standing there and waiting for the ball and i was super nervous my hands and feet were cold and i blanked out and a teammate of mine picks up the ball throws it to me and i and i could see the ball coming towards me and i didn't bother raising my hands or receiving the ball it came and hit my face <laughs> you know it was very embarrassing again so i have had my fair share of embarrassing blanked out moments on the field Yeah, do you think you know like we have so many diets now not like a other lifestyle like a vegan or a vegetarian lifestyle do you think that there is something that is like more suited to sports or do you think all lifestyles can be incorporated if you want to be uh, a sports person or an athlete it's uh, basically about what uh, your body needs so it has to be a balanced diet and like we we do have vegetarians on the team and you know they're doing a good job with you know sticking to vegetarian yeah but i i personally cannot <laughs> but that's for me because i'm just used to it i think it's more of a misconception that people have that you can't get protein from vegetarian or vegan diets where you absolutely can science 
you know that uh, has proved it uh, and debunked the fact that you can't get enough protein from you know like seeds yeah. and lentils and stuff but i think you can definitely incorporate uh, vegan or vegetarian lifestyle okay so moving on so we wanted to ask you about your biggest win so what according to you is your biggest achievement and how exactly did you feel after you know winning that tournament or achieving that particular thing Mm, if you're talking about uh, like a tournament, then I would say winning the bronze medal uh, at the Asia Oceanic Championships uh, in Japan last year, uh, because we really worked hard for it. Like personally, for me, uh, I'm not somebody who likes playing on the beach. Uh, I prefer playing on grass or on the hard ground. It's only because um, of the place where I come from. Um, I I was in Bangalore. I was training in Bangalore, so uh, it was easier for me to train on hard ground than training on the beach. Uh, so we we did have um, training camps every single month in Chennai, so we could uh, train on the beach. It was like. very very painful so when i when we uh, won the tournament uh, there in japan uh, we didn't win the tournament so we uh, we got bronze uh, when we uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, when we won bronze there it it actually felt like every single effort or every single minute that we had put in had paid off and uh, i actually like after that last point on the field every player came you know running in we just hugged each other because it was very huge and um uh it was also the first medal for india so wow i mean that is fantastic uh, amazing achievement i would say <laughs> it was actually like history being created so it was It was like I, I don't know. I have no words for it. But saying you have no words to explain is like that's the best explanation, really. So, kind of running back to our sports captain question, it's surprising to think how low sports standards are in India. If you were sports minister by any chance what would be the most crucial changes you would want to implement in our country I would say uh, you know trying to get students to uh, start playing at a very young age so introducing sports in schools I, I know uh, uh, like uh, a lot of people say that you know they have sports in schools but you know it's not like a a compulsory thing so i would uh you know start by saying every student has to take part in one sport and at the same time provide a good meal like a good lunch or a diet for you know the students it, only if you're like physically fit you would you know do well later on 
so probably uh, cultivate that liking towards sports first and then uh, oh another thing that i always say is uh, spare a part of uh, the marking system or spare a portion of the marks uh, for these activities yeah actually because even we had grading system but honestly it didn't matter even if we got a d d yeah exactly so you, every student has to be held accountable at least uh, initially i wouldn't you know want to force student who don't like sports into sports but at least like because kids uh, they have a shapeable nature you know they take whatever you give them so uh... yeah i mean i agree with you because if you see like we study a lot of things that we don't want to study if i already under, like uh, if i already decide that i am going to study science i have to study social science and english in school so why not sports and you know um also yes. that when you 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 never know you may end up loving it and you may end up you know taking a sport so i think that your suggestion is a great idea of you know of of marking um students based on sports ability I mean the big schools have uh, sports like various sports that some of the other school students aren't even aware about so this is disparity more students don't even know about the basic sports that exist so i think there must be an awareness created as well about the sports that exist in india and the sports culture that exists in india so i think if if we start at an early age it is likely that they catch on that's i think a, one of the crucial changes that india must implement i think we've come to an end of this podcast episode and uh we didn't really think this would go this long but i think we're so happy that it went so long so thank you for coming and thank you for being so nice to both of us yeah thank you for the patience as well no thank you guys for inviting me it was really nice yeah thank you so much thank you for coming all the best for all of your future endeavors and keep inspiring thank you guys for listening to this episode of our podcast we hope you enjoyed it don't forget to follow our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes